It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Breathless. Was the president gasping for air after the long climb up the stairs and the uproar that followed? Now I'm better and maybe I'm immune. Should he be saying, don't be afraid of the virus? And could Rudy Giuliani be next? He can't stop coughing. We hope you're going to be healthy and well. I hope so too. Then loud talking and COVID-19. Why experts say speaking in a loud voice can actually spread the virus. And... TV Bachelor Shocker. Did he plant a small tracking device like this on his girlfriend's car after she spurned him? Plus, after getting denounced on SNL, Daniel Cameron is no different. The Breonna Taylor prosecutor goes on the attack. The fact that someone would get on national television uh, and make disparaging comments about me is disgusting. Then, Home Alone Pets. You're finally going back to the office after all these months at home. So, how do you keep your dog from freaking out? Dogs react well if they have something that smells like you. That's perfect. And there's actually been an error. Dancing with the oops. We apologize for this. This is live TV and we're all human. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The theater of President Trump's return to the White House is bumping into fear today among White House staffers, many of whom say they are not getting updated information about the spread of coronavirus at the White House. The president appeared breathless as he climbed the steps to the Truman balcony last night and then shocked onlookers by removing his mask. Stephen Fabian begins our coverage. President Trump's made-for-TV moment is getting major blowback today. He ripped off his mask, potentially putting the White House staff behind him in danger, including the official photographer who is right there. He is likely expelling virus into the air. It looks like there's several people around him. I, I, I just I just don't get it. I, I you know this is this breaks every protocol. The powerful images striding up the White House stairs, standing on the Truman balcony as the sun was setting, dominated network news coverage. It was almost like a clown. Eastern European dictator in terms of the propaganda and what he was trying to display. It was an obvious photo op. When he retreated into the White House, Trump shot this video claiming victory over the virus. Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. Should he be saying, don't be afraid of the virus? Should that be his message right now? I asked Dr. Oz for his take. I'm not going to advise the president what words to use, but as a doctor, I am very uh, concerned about people disrespecting uh, the virus and not, and not paying attention to its potential damages. 
Many also noticed that Trump seemed to be out of breath. We could see he took his mask off. He had a bit of labored breathing. There's a fatigue that lasts. When you begin to do any activity, walking up steps can require significant oxygen. Uh, you start to run out of of, uh, of reserves. Dr. Anthony Fauci warned the president is not out of the woods by a long shot. He looks fine, as you can see, the way he looked when he came out of the hospital. The issue is that he's still early enough in the disease that it's no secret that if you look at the clinical course of people, sometimes when you're five to eight days in, you could have a reversal. The president awoke today to a new White House. It's a virtual ghost town after an outbreak that has hit at least 18 staffers and inner circle Trump allies. Cleaners in hazmat suits were photographed disinfecting the press briefing room. His daughter, Ivanka Trump, will not be there for a few days because she's quarantining at home. Of course, Hope Hicks is not there. His body man's not there. Two press aides aren't there. And Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, she is working remotely after testing positive for coronavirus. McEnany appeared on Fox last night to say she was doing okay. I'm feeling great. I'm having no symptoms. You know, I'm very blessed to um, have a mild case. The new fill-in press Secretary uh, Alyssa Farah reassured everyone that the president is taking precautions. There was a photographer very close in proximity to a man who's been diagnosed with COVID-19. And it was a brief interaction. What we know about this virus is its prolonged exposure and contact. Our photographers know to wear a mask. The White House is equipped like a hospital. So he wasn't discharged home. He was discharged to the White House where they had the capability of doing just about anything that's required if he were to hit a crisis. Anita McBride was former First Lady Laura Bush's chief of staff. There are examining rooms. There's an office for the doctor. There's space for the you know nurses um, or nurse that's there on a regular basis because that is an office that is staffed 24 hours a day. The president is back to his old self today, tweeting up a storm, downplaying the virus, comparing it to the flu. Flu season is coming up. Many people every year die from the flu. Are we going to close down our country? No, we have learned to live with it, just like we are learning to live with COVID. In most populations, far less lethal. The tweet was flagged by Twitter for spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. There is strong reaction from people who have lost loved ones to COVID-19. We saw what this disease can do, so guess what? We are afraid. We are. Amanda Clute's husband, Broadway star Nick Cordero, died after battling the disease for three months. Have some empathy. Why are you bragging? Not everyone's lucky enough to walk out of the hospital after two days. On that list of people from the president's camp who have test positive for COVID-19, Rudolph Giuliani does not appear. But in this TV appearance in which he coughed a number of times, well, folks are worried. The scientists say it's okay. There's concern for Rudy Giuliani today after he coughed his way through a live TV interview. When I hear that response, the president's go-to guy worked at close quarters with Trump and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, preparing for last week's debate before both were diagnosed with COVID-19. The polls, but, but pretty 
Fox News host Martha McCallum expressed her concern about Giuliani's condition. I hope that cough is not anything bad where you're waiting for your test to come back. So uh, we hope you're going to be healthy and well. I hope so, too. The personal turmoil for top Trump allies who have tested positive for COVID-19 was unmistakable at the home of Kellyanne Conway. She and her 15-year-old daughter, Claudia, had a nasty spat, which Claudia posted on Instagram. Lied about your mother about COVID? No, mama. About COVID? Kellyanne tested positive after attending the so-called super spreader event in the Rose Garden when Trump nominated Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Claudia claims Kellyanne gave the virus to her. You've caused so much disruption. Disruption? With you lied about your mother about COVID? No, mama. About COVID? It's how I miss, it's how I interpreted, interpreted it. it? You're taping me again? Meanwhile, newsman Chris Wallace, who was right up there at last week's presidential slugfest while the president was presumably contagious, has tested negative. And the nation's top military brass. All of the members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are now quarantining after the vice commandant of the Coast Guard tested positive for COVID-19. A new study indicates that speaking loudly can spread the coronavirus in enclosed spaces much more than previously thought. And that has raised concerns about this week's vice presidential debate. Wednesday night, Mike Pence and Kamala Harris will face off in Salt Lake City. Amber Cagliano has a look at some of the special safety measures being put into place. When Mike Pence and Kamala Harris go at it tomorrow, they will be separated by plexiglass. It's going to look a lot like this when Senator Lindsey Graham faced off with his opponent, Jamie Harrison, over the weekend. Harrison actually brought his own plexiglass. There are other safety measures being taken. The rivals will be more than 12 feet apart, the same distance that separates President Trump and Joe Biden. Any audience member not wearing a mask will be escorted out. That's a stark contrast to the Trump-Biden debate when the president's family defied orders and sat without masks. We've now learned that former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi has been playing Harris in mock debates with Pence. We did a lot of debate prep um, in Washington before he left for Utah. One safety issue for the debates is the loud talking as the candidates interrupt each other. With a billion dollars, if you that get rid is of absolutely you know what, you're, what, not what true. You're, you're doing it. You're going to have tape. true. Experts warn that loud talking can actually increase the risk of spreading COVID-19, especially in poorly ventilated and enclosed spaces like an office and mass transit. According to the latest CDC guidelines, the virus can linger in the air for minutes, even several hours, and infect people who are more than six feet apart. In New York City, transit bosses are reportedly considering putting up no talking signs in subway trains. Things like debates or singing, uh, choir, rallies where people are, are speaking loudly, they're chanting, they're yelling, all create um, opportunities for the virus to spread more easily. A new CNBC poll out today finds President Trump trailing Joe Biden in six states, six swing states. That might be behind Mr. Trump's announcement today on Twitter that he will be participating in the next presidential debate that's set for Miami on October 15th. Rapper Megan Thee Stallion was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, and her powerful message about black women took aim squarely at the attorney general in the Breonna Taylor case. Now he is responding. Here's Les Trent. 
Red Hot rapper Megan Thee Stallion is getting major backlash today over what she said about the Breonna Taylor investigation. Megan slammed the Attorney General of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, during her performance on Saturday Night Live. Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes that sold our people into slavery. Protect our black women. Well, let me just say I agree that we need to love and protect our black women. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but the fact that someone would get on national television uh, and make disparaging comments about me because I'm simply trying to do my job uh, is disgusting. Cameron appeared on Fox News where they it played the clip for him to watch. But what you saw on the screen there and what your viewers saw is something that I've had to experience because. Uh, I'm a black Republican uh, because I stand up for truth and justice as opposed uh, to giving in to a mob mentality. Cameron handled the case that led to the indictment of just one officer involved in the fatal March shooting. No justice! No peace! Meanwhile, anger is brewing in a town just outside Dallas. Protests erupted after police officer Sean Lucas was charged with murder in the death of 31-year-old Jonathan Price, a popular fitness trainer who, according to witnesses, was attempting to defuse an argument between strangers at this gas station. According to a preliminary investigation, Price was walking away when Lucas fired his taser and then his weapon. Protests have been non-stop since the shooting, but there was a tense confrontation when an armed man showed up and chaos ensued. The police officer is being held on $1 million bond. Has a former star of The Bachelor gone too far in his search for love? Colton Underwood's been accused of stalking and harassing the contestant he picked on the show. As Jim Murray reports, among the claims that he put a GPS tracking device on his ex's car. Bachelor Colton Underwood is accused of stalking former contestant Cassie Randolph. What's going on? Lawyers for the two exes appeared in a Los Angeles courtroom today, where they asked a judge for a continuance as both parties try to settle the matter privately. We're not going to be commenting at this time. The allegations are explosive. Cassie Randolph says Colton Underwood planted a small tracking device like this to trace her movements after they broke up. Cassie says her brother found the device taped to the bottom of her car's rear bumper. Photos of the tracking device were attached to court papers Cassie filed, seeking a restraining order against Colton. According to the documents, Underwood, a former pro football player who has acknowledged mental health issues, sent Cassie harassing and unsettling text messages and would show up uninvited to her apartment and also to her parents' home. The two met on the hit show in 2019. In one of the most shocking scenes in the series' history, Underwood leaped over a fence after Cassie says she was going to leave. I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, in love. I'm sitting here asking for a second chance. He begged her for another chance, and they dated for a year after the show ended. It's been kicking my just to put it very bluntly. Cassie helped nurse Colton back to health when he battled COVID earlier this year before ending the relationship in April. Now, one of America's most eligible bachelors stands accused of being a relentless and scary stalker. Our requests to Colton Underwood for comment have gone unanswered. 
Next, Home Alone Pets. You're finally going back to the office after all these months at home. So how do you keep your dog from freaking out? Dogs react well if they have something that smells like you. That's perfect. And there's actually been an error. Dancing with the oops. We apologize for this. This is live TV and we're all human. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. If you have a dog, one of the joys of work from home has been being together. And if you're back at work, you've had to deal with those sad, heartbreaking stares. Well, there are some ways to minimize your furry friend's separation anxiety. Like many families, after seven months of staying at home, the Steinbergs are heading back to the office and school, which also means leaving their beloved animals home alone. It's going to be a whole different world when they, they're probably going to be confused, I think, when all of a sudden they're home for hours at a time and no one's there. Veterinarian Dr. Kristen Kasuli says it's normal for pets to get anxious when left alone after all these months of being together, but you can ease their pain. So when you guys leave the home for the first time and then come home, naturally the dogs are going to be very excited to see you. You want to remember that you don't want to reward excited behavior. So you walk in the door, say a brief hello, but they don't get any attention until they are calm, cool, and collected. Hi, boys. What you can do with this is you can stuff treats that are soft, similar to this, into here. Um, so when you leave, you can give it to the dogs um, so it will take them a while to work on it, chew on it, to get it out. It'll take care of some of that stress and anxiety that they're feeling. Another tip that you can try when you leave the home is to play some music for your dogs that will help to decrease their anxiety. One of the types of music that dogs like is actually reggae music. It's true. A recent study found reggae music lowered heart rates in keeping dogs calm. This pooch looks pretty chill. The perfect mood for being left home alone again. Experts also suggest getting in a lot of playtime before you leave so your pet is tired and will sleep while you're out. When we come back, Tyra Banks' oops moment on Dancing with the Stars. As always, if two of the... It is never fun to mess up on live TV. Now Tyra Banks knows just what that's like. Uh-oh, there's actually been an error. It's a major oops moment on Dancing with the Stars. This is live TV, right? This is the craziness of live TV. Monica and Val. Host Tyra Banks told cheer coach Monica Aldama she was safe when in fact she was in the bottom two. In the end, it was actress Anne Heche who was sent home. And it's Britney Spears like you've never seen her before. The pop star posted these photos, all glammed down in a plaid shirt and glasses. A stark contrast from the Britney we're used to seeing. I wanted to show you what I really look like on a daily basis. She wrote to her 26 million Instagram followers. Oh, I can identify. When we come back, it's Baby Shark in the classroom. Finally today, a teacher who makes learning fun. What's that noise coming from this classroom? A second grade teacher in Texas is performing Baby Shark for her virtual math class. That's one way to keep their attention. Or maybe 
maybe just quarantine's getting to her. That video's got more than 20 million views. That's Inside Edition. Stay safe. See you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.